Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 74, which starts with Gandalf continuing his line from yesterday. Uh, there dwells Theoden, King of Rohan, his mind is overthrown, and ends with Wormtongue straight creeping. Yep. And Eowyn hears him coming. He hear- She hears somebody coming. Um, but I like the way he kind of like peeks around the door frame. <laughs> Just he thinks he's being real sneaky. Like that is that is uh, that is not a way to to start a, a interaction with somebody. Just what's going on? <laughs> so okay, we already know that in this cut of the movie, we already know that Thaden is under Saruman's spell. Because Gandalf explicitly told us. Yes. Like ten minutes ago. Yep. That exposition scene. It's coming back to haunt me. (laughs) Telling us things that you're going to tell us again. Yeah. I'm not about that. But, yeah. Because it's it's redundant. Like, have this be... I don't know. I don't know. (sighs) We get a nice faraway shot of Edoras. I think this shot looks better than the helicopter shot shot next week. Mm. Yeah, I, I really like this shot, too. This faraway shot makes it look like it exists in a fantasy land. Like in a in a place that can't, that isn't quite real, but looks so natural. What do you mean? Like, no one would have ever built this place on such an outcropping. But Edoras is literally on top of, like, a big hill. Right. But I mean, like, the way that this looks, no, nobody would have looked at that hill and been like, I'm going to put a bunch of houses on that. Why not? Well, for one, this area is buffeted by nearly 200 kilometer winds on a regular basis. It builds character. They had to anchor all the buildings on the top meters into the stone. Yeah. To hold them down so they wouldn't get blown away. I don't know. I think it looks really imposing. It's like a really cool, like, medieval-style fortress. I think it looks cool. I also just think it looks like it's in a place that I can't imagine anyone ever deciding that they're actually going to build something that big there. But, like, why not? It's, like, a good vantage point. Like, it's the tallest thing for miles. Like, you can see your enemies or your, your friends rolling up, like... I just build it on the not windward side, you know. Well, if you're if you're down the hill enough to build it on the on a side that's not going to get destroyed by the wind, then you're not going to be able to see half of the vantage point around you. That's true, but then like that's what guard posts are for. Those poor guards. They probably get good pensions. They can like swap out. They only guard for like what three hours. I don't know. I don't know. It has such a the look of Edoras and the place that it is and, like, with the mountains behind it just looks like it's off the cover of a fantasy novel. I guess, yeah. That's, like, the vibe I get. Is like, 
it's it's right out of a work of art. It's not like a part of it. It's not something out of the real world. Like it doesn't it doesn't look like something that I would walk up to and be like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Like, "Wow, what a what a wonderfully realistic depiction of how people built things." Because I mean, the buildings up the slope, the slope is is too steep. It doesn't look right. I don't. I disagree. I think which it, we talk, which, which we're going to talk about with that helicopter shot too. Right, but this angle of it, it looks good. Mm. I think it's possible to engineer huts because, like, you can just have them. Like, I don't know. People have made homes in like this, this, the side of like sheer cliff faces. Like, yeah. humans are crazy. I know. I, I can't. I don't know how anyone decided we're just going to dig into this cliff and build ladders and stairs. Yeah. Like whole civilizations. Yeah, the Pueblos, is that what they're, they're yeah, called? Yeah. yeah. Have you have you been there? I have not. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's crazy. Humans are crazy. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the Monty Python and the Holy Grail thing, the guy that builds the castle in the swamp, is just such a great skewering of how stubborn people are when it comes to where they want to live. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know some, like... Like, first-gen horse lord was just like, hey, that's a sweet place for my throne. I'm gonna build, I'm gonna build my chair right here. Yeah. On the biggest rock of them all. This hill is only about 150 feet high. And very steep. Mm. The way that, like, the height of this. That's what they call out in the commentary. Wow. It looks so much bigger. Well, it's very broad. But it's not actually all that tall. It's a large, rocky outcropping. I guess there's just the perspective of it. It looks much taller than I was expecting it to be. Maybe someone misspoke, because it does look like it's more than 150 feet tall to me. I guess 150 feet is pretty pretty tall. 150 feet is pretty tall. <laughs> and then you have, like, the actual hall on top of the 150 feet. Right. That's cool. Maybe it was Maybe it was a 150 foot drop off one side. Maybe that's what they meant. Maybe. I don't know. But it looks cool. It does. Edoras is a really cool set. The production commentary talks a lot about how Bernard Hill initially was just like, why would you bother building all this and not blue screen it like so many other productions? And then when they're done filming, he is just like, you know, thank you. Having a have an actual set to walk around in was a huge benefit to my performance. That's like the story this production guy tells. Interesting. And then Peter Jackson's just like, that's why, Bernard Hill. <laughs> that's that's why. <laughs> you know, having a real... Because this set up at the top, because all the buildings up at the top were actually built. They're not CG like the huts. So up at the top is a 360 degree set. They could put a camera anywhere in the space and it would look good. Mm-hmm. Outside. Like it was a 360 degree outside set. There's no, there's no building fronts held up by sticks. These are all full buildings. Yeah. And you can tell, like, that shot of in this minute of um, Theoden on the throne, and you have, like, the the horse um, head motif. Yeah. Just, like, taking up half of the frame, and you see it's him the, and the top of the from column a, from afar. Like, and even next week, too, with the fight scene, like, you can put, you can, like, move around in that space, and it feels like an actual space instead right. of, like, a set. Yeah, because they just, they built a great hall. That's so cool. It is really cool. It's a beautiful set, and the more we kind of break it down, the more I'm just like, wow, Edoras is really pretty. Yeah, totally. Like, I, in my first, like, watchings of the, these movies, um, not minute by minute, like, 
I think I most appreciated the flashy locations a little more, um, like like Rivendell and and Hobbiton. Like flashy in the sense that like it looks bright colors and they they really jump off yeah, the screen. They they look especially otherworldly. But this like the the kingdoms of men are supposed to be rooted in like a sense of realism. I feel and the more we kind of go into this movie minute by minute the more i have an appreciation for uh Medicelled. like it's pretty but like every inch of this thing is gorgeous right the the two-toned like marble floor and columns and everything mm-hmm. in this space is just like incredible and i'm so sad that the lighting is so dim in these minutes because i just want to like go there i know because we don't we don't get to see it in full light for like another 10 minutes or so if that i don't even think we see it in like full light like i don't know i just want to walk around in there right i've never too bad they tore it all down outside of like hobbiton like hobbiton is like the set that i want to visit mostly because it still exists (laughs) but like outside of hobbiton i had never really wanted to be in a Middle Earth location more, or like I want to be in in Metaself right now because it's mm. I just it's it looks so like textured and interesting. Right, like I just want to run my hand on some of the columns that have the the Celtic knotwork in them and stuff. Yeah, like I'm I'm a tactile person and it just stuff like that. I'm always just like, ah, oh, that looks so cool. <laughs> I just want to touch it. <laughs> So how do you, like, survive going to art museums with all the marble statues and they're like, don't touch this? It's really hard. (laughs) I sneak little touches of the bases of things. (gasps) How dare? That's how you, like, you, they, you don't, you don't want to touch it because then you, you get oily fingerprints all over the priceless works of art. I mean, I'm not trying to touch anything behind glass. No, I know, but like you know, or like, like that has a line between me and it. But like, if something is just a display in the middle of the room, yeah, you know how like there's some marble statues and stuff in like the Boston Museum of Art. Yeah, shaking my head. Sculpted marble has a texture that is just very pleasing. I wouldn't know because I follow the rules. <laughs> I'm a rebel. <laughs> I'm a rebel, and my my cause is experiencing firsthand the. The pleasing texture of sculpted marble. Okay. Chaotic neutral over here. Yeah. <laughs> the museum bandit. I'm sure it's cleaned every day. I don't... I don't know. It's at least, it has to be dusted and wiped down every day. Yeah. Wouldn't that um, destroy it, though? Destroy it! <laughs> well, no, they know what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. They work in a museum! Why hasn't there been, like, a Lord of the Rings museum yet? I, so many of these props still exist. Right? I want to go... I want there to be, And like, Amazon just bought them. Oh, screw you, Amazon. No, just, I know you're listening. You're always listening. But, like, you know when uh, they do, like, those, like, traveling exhibits and stuff? And yeah. Like, sets and costumes and stuff? It was, like... Well, some of the stuff is, like, they just gave to the cast, like, some of the hero swords and hero armors yeah. and stuff. <sighs> that, uh, that horse head is, is real pretty. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that's called. At the top of a column. I don't remember. It's been ages since I took humanities. Right, I used to know. I knew, and then I regurgitated it for a test, and then it fell out of my brain again. <laughs> it was gone. Gone forever. <laughs> Were you going to talk about 
the moment that you keep laughing about in this minute. Oh, when Gandalf rides off again, it just looks so funny to me, the way that he, like, rises and leaves the frame, almost like he's just being pulled. On his horse. <laughs> On his horse. It just makes me chuckle. It it doesn't look quite right to me, somehow. Because I imagine they didn't let Ian McKellen just, like, gallop away on the horse. Right. You ride the horse out of frame, and then you shoot the... But it, like, that horse starts moving at, like, full speed. It just takes off. It's not like a roller coaster. It can't go from, like, zero to 60. It's a horse. It's shadow facts. They probably exaggerated the speed, and that's why it looks so funny. Probably. He's probably, like, on something that they just pulled forward, and there's, like, a fake horse there. (laughs) He's on a barrel like Liv Tyler. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) It it doesn't look the way I expect a horse to move. So, uh, we get a good look at uh, Faden's hands, which are disgusting. Um, And we're, like, over an hour of makeup just for the hand. Yeah, which I believe, but also gross. The makeup artists do a really good job of making people look disgusting. Yeah. With, like, gray flesh and veiny, like, seeing the veins through the skin. And it's just, ugh. I mean, I mean, like, like with the orcs and stuff, like the Urukai. Yeah. But I can't imagine sitting in a chair for an hour. Well, it would be two hours at least for just my hands. Right. That's crazy. I think they, they only did the one hand. No, for, both for of this. his hands, both of his hands have gross long fingernails in the mm. shot. You can see both of them. Ah, it looks like, is it both of his hands? I always thought it was just both of Eowyn's hands around one of his. No, you can totally see both of his hands. Mm. Yeah, see, 14 seconds in, both of his gross, grimy, disgusting hands. Mm. I don't want to look at that anymore. Goodbye. The one in the front of the frame looks like it probably doesn't have as much work done to it because you can only see some of it. They only call it, he only calls out the one hand in the commentary. Oh, also plot stuff. Um, Theodred is dead. Theodred is dead. And Theoden doesn't seem to care or understand. Yeah. I think they said his facial reaction shots in this scene were shot separately. Like on a day where he was doing other things. So they were just able to get the shots while he was in the makeup. Right. So they didn't, so that for this little moment for Miranda Otto, they didn't have to do the full deal for Theoden that day to get these shots. So it was two hours in the chair for his ass. Mm. <laughs> uh, so Theodred is dead, and we will talk more about that tomorrow, I guess. Um, and that means that the King of Rohan is without an heir. Yep. The King of Rohan is within, without an heir. He's under some sort of spell. He doesn't understand anything going on around him. I think I like the the shot with the the wooden horse head in the frame so much because it feels like it's it's um like looming over what's happening like the state of like this 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 hall is old and stately and stuff but then on the other half of the screen you have like decay and like the fall of Rohan Potentially. Right, and you have the, the symbol of Rohan watching impassively right. as what is now its last king falls into despair. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like all of all of Theoden's predecessors are watching, unable to do anything about this. Yeah. Symbolism. Indeed. And then poor we go Eowyn. to yeah, poor Eowyn. And then we go to, to Theodred's bedroom. Mm-hmm. I guess is what that space is. 
And you get a really good look at the, the Celtic knotting and the marble floor, which is really cool. I dig the detail and the flooring of Edoras. And so Eowyn's crying at his bedside, and then... She hears someone coming down the hall. And Wormtongue is just like, hey girl, hey. I think she knows it's Wormtongue, because the look that passes her face is seems very specific. Like, if she thought it, if she thought it was Amor, she'd look happier. She knows she it's knows Amor's Amor. gone. Amor's gone. It's not one of the guards. It certainly isn't Theoden. Why wouldn't it be one of the guards? It doesn't look like there's any guards here right now. But there's always guards. You'd think so. But she doesn't hear like chainmail rattling. That's true. This person's not armored. Amor's not here. It's not Theoden. It's Wormtongue. <laughs> she knows. She's probably used to hearing him follow her. That's so creepy. Ugh. Ugh. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Yep. So thanks for joining us today, you guys. Um, check out our Facebook listener group, The Fellowship of the Mike. I know a few of you might be leaving Facebook, but we're still there. So <laughs> <laughs> join us on this sinking ship. <laughs> It's going to take a while for Facebook to say. Yeah, well, we'll see. And um, if you have a moment, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Podcatcher app of your choice. It really helps us out. Um, helps to grow our audience and our listenership and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, once again, thank you guys, and we hope you have a good Thursday, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about Bye! Bye.